You can talk now. No. No, but you have to. This is I sat next to Santa Claus yesterday. Yeah? Did you see him kissing anyone? No. Well, that's confusing. That is not oh, what the song promised me. I'll tell you what, I'm very disappointed about how gender-normative Santa Claus is. We went with two girls and a boy. Guess who got the best present? Was it the girl? No. Was it the boy? Yes. Right, the two girls, right? Scarlet, it was Scarlet, Mim, her cousin, uh, Ish. Is it short for Miriam? Yeah, and um, Bertie, her, her Mim's brother. Bertie's not a real name. It is, it's his name. He's very cute, Bertie, actually. Right, and Scarlet and, and Mim both got like these sort of, uh, Mim's six, Scarlet's four, obviously. Mm-hmm. Scarlet got this make your giraffe sock puppet thing, so she gets two socks, some cotton and some buttons. Mm-hmm. And a 40-step instruction guide that she can't possibly hope to complete on her own because it's sewing and all sorts. Yeah. Mim got these really weird, complicated pop-up card things that are both very crafty. Bertie gets this massive box of fucking cars. What that seems to be suggesting to me, though... And, And guess what happened when the cars got broken out? What? They're all on the floor playing with the cars. Of course. Yeah. What it sounds like that's assuming is it sounds like it's assuming that girls are somehow uh, that much cleverer than boys. I don't think it's that. I think it's more that sort of stuff sort of seems to sort of girls like doing very quiet, pretty things, whereas boys like playing with noisy toys on the floor and girls like sitting at the table quietly sewing. Maybe it'd be better if all of them did the girl, the girl-centric stuff. Next year, I'm just going to ask for a boy's present. We uh, had a odd... Because we were away at the weekend. We had our mm. first Christmas, our first fake Christmas. We have three. Okay, well done. Um, and uh, Is that why Noah looked so confused this morning? Yeah, probably. Yeah. He, he was with the, we were with the in-laws. Both my wife and her sister mm. are pregnant at the moment. Congratulations um, on both of you for doing the sex up the lady. Uh, my sister-in-law is very that they're it's not not far off having their baby. Wow, could be a could be a Christmas Day baby. Yeah, could be. Got to call it Jesus. I think you have to. It's yeah, like the law. That is the law. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Sorry. Can you hear me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Okay. No. <laughs> you can though, can't you? Um. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so the but anyway so their little boy is a little bit older than Noah and he's bigger and he's more uh he's he's uh, he's doing more things mm. uh he's always been a little bit nervous of Noah but that's getting a little bit better as time goes on oh, it's good. I'm glad it's not just me I'm nervous of Noah too yeah he's he's nerve-wracking he looks punchy it's those he is a bit punchy he is a bit punchy mm. oh, we can talk about that in a minute if you like good. he's also got those eyelashes he is gorgeous, though. He's They're very confusing, those eyelashes. Because at the moment, my wife um, takes him to nursery for you guys on a Monday and a Thursday. Yeah. So I get to see him before I go to work, and he is adorable. I do My, my mornings, I don't think Nikki's mornings are better, but my mornings are better when I see Noah, because he cheers me up. No she, she's been doing lots. She's great, your wife. She's well, I like been, her very... very, very grateful I for like that. Her very, well, it's what friends do, I think, for each other, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
friends will be friends. When you need a hand, they'll yeah. give you care and attention. Yeah, and that's we're, we're trying to live by by that. Thank you for being our friends. Yeah. We, we live down, down that road. Your heart is true. You're a friend and a confidant. Yeah. If I uh, went to party, mm. no, if I held a party no, and invited everyone, party. if you threw a party and invited everyone you mm. knew, I'd expect to be on the guest list because otherwise it'd be awkward. Why do I get the feeling this isn't the first time in our time podcasting together that we've we've done that? Rift on the Golden Girls. Yeah, I'm sure I think we've it's done the that first, before. I think it's the first time for that Queen song, though. Possibly. Is it possible that after almost six years of podcasting together that we've just we've exhausted absolutely everything? Every single converse, every yeah. single possible conversation. Every humorous riff we've done. So um the his cousin, Noah's cousin, yeah. a little bit nervous of him. His eyelashes are weird. I thought they'd get smaller as or he Noah's. got bigger, yeah. But they're just like they're like the cat on, on Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. Oh, the, the, fema- the, the female cat. The cat. The, well I mean she's the only cat. Yeah. Oh, because Pepe Le Pew's a skunk, isn't he? Yeah, he's a skunk. I was thinking of Sylvester. She, uh, she, there's a cat. Pepe Le Pew is a skunk, and mm. then there's always a cat. Very... Looks very similar to a female version of Sylvester. Yeah, I mean, they, they should get together. <laughs> She's got big batty eye, eyelashes, yeah. and, uh, always accidentally gets some paint spilled on her. And then, uh, uh, effectively, Pepe oh, Le Pew spends the rest of the thing trying to sexually assault her. She always gets a yeah. white stripe painted down her yeah. back. And, yeah, Pepe Le Pew, really, um, he's not, he's a really, he's an un- unreconstructed male, isn't he? So, he's, not only is he ethnically mm-hmm. uh, very fixated on people who are the mm-hmm. exact same ethnicity as he is, mm-hmm. uh, or species, which I suppose isn't quite so bad. Yeah, no, I think that's probably okay. Uh, but he's also incredibly... I don't want to say rapey because I feel like that's become a bit too easy to say. Sexually salty. He is. He. Whenever I see the everyday sexism hashtag, I think of Pepe Le Pew. Pepe, he's, it's always him doing yeah. it. I wish the female cat would start shouting back. Yeah. Mm. Holler back, girl. Although, to be fair. Taking back the streets. She's generally not having any of it, is she? She doesn't like it. No. No, she doesn't. She doesn't like it. Um. So anyway. She is very gorgeous, though. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's the eyelashes. So, so it's, it's her fault. So it's possible that that's why it's possible that that's why uh, uh, Noah's cousin uh, is nervous of him because of his eyelashes. Well, he thinks he's a female cat. Just thinks he's gorgeous. Okay, but anyway, so he's adorable though. So you he, know that, right? Yeah, I think I think so. But I think you're supposed to feel that way about your own child. Oh, I'm going to tell you from from because I don't find all children adorable. Do you find? Do you find that? your child makes you find your partner more attractive again because of how because of the traits that they have in common with your partner because i've never not i've never not found my wife attractive i've always found her quite attractive but but for some when i look at the noah looks a lot more like amy than he does Mm. me and it just makes me adore her more i always i always found her attractive and i always loved her but Mm. i'm like uh, the seeing how cute he is I don't I always thought she that was attractive so, I don't know if I ever thought she was cute that's possibly the greekest thing I've ever heard yeah I find my wife more attractive since now she's given she me lo- a boy child because she looks like my man child yeah I think maybe that's <laughs> it is a very greek thing so anyway um yeah his cousin his cousin's a little bit nervous of him has always been a little bit nervous of him but he's been okay he was better this time mm. Uh, and I, it makes sense. He he spends uh, more time 
with the grandparents than Noah does. So the house, it's weird for him having mm-hmm. another baby there. Mm. But And so he's he's been trying to be uh, – he's a bit, bit more of a sport, except that Noah has taken to – they don't really quite understand sharing mm-hmm. at that age. And um, he's taken to – uh, basically his cousin and I'm saying his cousin I'm not saying his name because I don't you know I haven't asked permission or anything but like so his cousin will be sitting on the sofa with a toy and Noah will just go over to him and just grab the toy brilliant because <laughs> Noah's smaller than him but mm. apparently more physically sort of dominant will just take the toy off him mm. which will freak his cousin out but then he'll just Noah will just place the toy in between them so that they can both reach it and play with oh, it okay so I think Noah thinks that what he's doing is saying I think it it I don't think he's trying to take the toy. Mm-hmm. I think he's just coming over and saying, I like the look of this, let's play with this mm-hmm. together. But I I don't necessarily think it's having the desired effect because he's already he's already made the other kid nervous by that wow. point. Is it is it him or the parents' reaction to how he is around Noah, do you think? No, the parents are lovely. I mean, uh, my sister-in-law is just... They're both really good with Noah, but uh, my sister-in-law is just lovely with him, I think. Um, so... No, more more like, oh, don't hurt him, be careful, don't do that. You said he's older than Noah, right? Yeah, I don't think that's ever been on the... Because he's always been way more nervous of... He's always been a bit nervous of Noah. And it's like there's six like months... It's spiders, from, though, isn't it? Silly, because yeah. Noah's pro- probably more nervous of him than he is. I don't think Noah's really nervous of anything. I think it's the same with spiders, to be honest with you. (laughs) I think they say the spider's more scared of you. I don't think a spider gives a flying monkeys, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, You mentioned hitting. Yes. The Noah does hit. I don't... I'm guessing he doesn't do it to you or Nicola. I get the feeling... No, I hit him back, mate. I think... Coming to my house, pushing, throwing his weight around. I think he only does it to me and Amy because... Because he does it more with Amy than he does with Mm. me. And I think it's because... There's no concept of hurting. Mm-hmm. That's not the intention. Yeah. I think he thinks it's funny because he hits yeah. himself sometimes as well. Yeah. Like he hits himself on the head. And I, uh, I asked Reddit what Reddit thought because I do. I still do that sometimes. Reddit did pretty much what I expected it to. It, it gave me. It, it suggested pretty much the same advice that every, that I'd read everywhere else, mm. uh, but also was a little bit worried uh, on my behalf, even though. I'd already said, look, we're not worried about this. He's but, young. But then did it get to the point where it told you to stop overthinking it? No, not not this time, right, although gosh. I haven't checked in recently. Mm. I did read on one, I think it was on Yahoo Answers, that someone said, uh, we'd, we're, normally very, uh, we're normally very gentle, but one time our son hit – this is on Yahoo Answers, not on Reddit. Uh, one time um, my son – I think it was son uh, – Hit, hit me and just as a reflex because it hurt and it mm. surprised me I hit him back and uh, and uh, and I mean it was awful and I felt awful about mm. it and then they say underneath I have to admit I have done it a couple of times since brilliant <laughs> but, then well he said, done. but they haven't done it since so I mean I don't recommend I don't recommend hitting your child all the time but maybe once or twice no I don't think it's a good idea. No, I think it's a really, really bad idea. Do you know how we deal with it? Scarlett still does it occasionally. Tell her it's naughty and you give her a time out. Yeah. She well, hates no, timeouts. No, it doesn't really understand timeouts. No, he won't. No, no, no. But what I mean, uh, what I, I don't mind. You have to withdraw affection and food from him. Yeah, age. that's basically yeah. it. I don't. The, the, the thing is, it's like, well, we can't really do. It doesn't mean anything at the moment. Mm. The problem is that at this stage, although you can't explain anything to them mm. at his age, you, there is the concern that by not addressing behaviour at all, it will just mm. become normal, and well, then that's show, a problem. Isn't you can it? show disapproval. 
Yeah. So at that age, you say no, don't you? I mean, you, you start you, you start the long the long list of no's that you're going to start saying to them over the years. The weird thing about no is if he's walking towards something mm. that he's not supposed to go towards and mm-hmm. you say no, he understands. Yeah. With the hitting, he seems to find it funny. Mm. And actually the laughing freaks mm. Amy out a little bit more than the hitting. You know, does. he's taunting you, doesn't he? He's basically, he's, he's figured out that he can take the two of you now. Yeah. So I, uh, I I did take some advice. I think it was from Reddit. I read it in a few different places, though. Um, do you think maybe it's called Reddit because you, you read it? No. Okay, good. I think it was um, the the whole thing was started by a guy called um, Winston Reddit. Oh, okay. It's named after him. Oh, okay. I'll mm. buy that. Um, Ironically, he couldn't read. Very, very good at coding, but couldn't <laughs> read. It's, it's the it's the damnedest thing. I uh, I did the thing where Noah hit me, and he didn't hit me as hard as he has done, actually, mm. but he hit me, and I thought, in that moment, without consulting with Amy, I thought, oh, I'll try this thing that I read. Mm. Uh, not the hitting thing, another thing, where I I pretended he'd really hurt me, mm. and I went, oh, wow, ow. And then every mm. time, his first reaction to that was surprise. Yeah. So he went to, he went to touch me more gently oh. to see how I was. And uh, as the instruction said, I said, no, ow, that just hurts more, ow. And then I started fake crying, mm. and he tried again. And I said, mm. no, ow, oh, don't, it hurts. <laughs> and I was doing a very good job mm. of faking crying, and uh, I think he got it because mm. he, start, he started crying. Brilliant. As well. Well, that's what you want. And then Amy started admonishing me. That's that's roughly the sequence of. Oh no, we've done, we've events. done that. Actually, you're quite right. I remember doing that with Scarlett. It worked really effectively. I think it's probably good. I'm going to do it more often. If nothing else, when you think about how they interact with other children. They know when they've gone too far when the other child starts crying. Yeah. So no, I think it translates. I think that's a very sound thing to do. Um, if if nothing else, it it makes you feel like you've got control back for a minute. Yeah. Which as a as a parent of a young child is really important. Uh. So, yeah, so that's, I'm hoping that, that we've fixed all the hitting now and there'll never be any more violence. Oh, definitely not, no. Which is good. I do remember. There'll just be sharp elbows and knees and they'll crush your testicles on a regular basis. Yeah. We, um, <clears throat> we didn't get the chance to talk about it because it was my fault, I think, last week. I, I had to, there was some sort of disruption. Amy wasn't well, so I couldn't record last week. Mm. So we, I ended up doing a solo one. Um, so we didn't get to talk about the fact that we had, uh, we came over. On the Saturday. Oh, that was a nice day. That was a nice day. Mm. That went really, really well. Mm. Except that at the very end of it, Scarlett had one of her friends over, didn't she? Yeah. And they were playing dominoes. Yeah. And there was just a momentary mm. where Noah did that baby thing of stomping in and just kicking the dominoes. Oh, all she wasn't having it. She didn't. She didn't stay angry though. No. She lost the temper with him a little bit for yeah. a second, and then she didn't stay angry, mm. which is because I mean. You know, it's it's all that I can do sometimes when I've mm. built a tower or something and he comes over and knocks it over to... Well, that's a bit like me today where I was working on a document at work uh-huh. and some pillock was working on something that tripped out all of the computers and I lost all of the work I've been doing and I still want to ram his head into the side of a metal railing. Oh, I never feel that bad with Noah. All right. Was he, was he a giant toddler? <laughs> no, he was all right. He was just doing his job. He didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he he does the electrical bits, and we do the computery bits. He probably thinks we just sit around all day on our asses talking about Strictly Come Factor or something. 
which uh, which you don't do. Uh, it, uh, instead, you do a, a pod- podcast about all of the things you want to talk about. That's right. Although I do talk about um, um, uh, things I like to watch, which is good. I, which is mostly trailer park boys and getting dug with high at the moment. That's all I'm able to watch. I spent a chunk of today uh, having not watched Russell Brand and Nigel Farage on Question Time mm. uh, talking about how w- one of the biggest problems we've got Mm. is the only people who get to speak mm. are, are fucking white middle-class narcissists. Mm. White male middle-class narcissists talking over everyone else. And I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I, I, I realised after doing that for about 20 minutes in mm. the office at the end of the day when there weren't that many people around that basically I wasn't letting anyone else get a word in. And I had to, uh, I had to cut that conversation off dead yeah. because I needed to come and record a podcast. <laughs> What you should have done at that point is stopped, yeah, and then made it very clear where you feel your ethnicity sits. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely off white, aren't I? Should have sat there going, I am not the whitest person in this room. (laughs) It was, um, it was uh, uh, interesting. Mm. I'm feeling a bit burned out, to be honest. It's Christmas. Don't you think Christmas does that to everyone? You get this sort of thing. I was thinking about this walking over it. You just automatically start to shut down. I have like a, the rhythm of Christmas. Is this week is pretty much everything as far like psychologically draws to a close. Yeah. And you relax in the Christmas. And you have a nice couple of days over Christmas, and then then the dread starts to kick in. As you you I hate I hate New Year's. It feels it actually makes me feel a little bit sicky in my stomach. This is. I like New Year's. I, I don't actually mind New Year's that much because I tend to think it's quite meaningless. I mean, mm. I kind of know that at some point in the night I'm going to feel like if I don't watch at least a bit of uh, Hoot Nanny, mm. uh, then Hoot uh, Nanny, then I'm missing out. Mm. Which is the nearest. I mean, if I thought about that, I'd probably mm. dread it because it's never. It's never worth it. I just find it's a horrible. I mean, my my father died on on New Year's All right, okay. Day back in '99, but even before then, so there's that mixed into it. But even before then, it filled me with dread. It's such a horrible, visceral reminder of your mortality and how how unstoppably time marches forward without any thought of of us that it's you know those it's leaving behind. It's horrible. It's it's, it's the 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 the, the, the unstoppable nature of progress and oh it's horrible i find it very depressing i'm not too worried about progress because that doesn't really seem to be happening (laughs) (laughs) actually i think we're probably more progressive in general we're Mm. above the average for how think if if there's an average Mm. of how the world is progressing you and i are probably above the average i am too white to say so i don't um but generally think i mean progress isn't the world isn't marching forward or onwards or upwards or anything. Certainly doesn't seem to be. It seems to just be relentless. Isn't it always marching forward? Is it everything's marching forward? That's the thing I hate about time. Is it always has to be forward? Can't we just have a year or we just agree that it sort of just stops for a bit? Well, it's or have like two 2015s or something. It's funny that you should say that because one of, uh, I think, this is the first year that I've really started to feel like maybe I'm getting a bit. It's the first year where I felt a little bit sad you know, seasonal effective yeah, sort of, yeah, and actually, I don't think it is that because I don't normally mind winter. Mm. I don't mind it. It's not that cold. I don't mind the cold. It's actually my it. favourite season. Yeah, it, it doesn't doesn't really bother me. It's because uh, it's dark. I like to hide in the dark. And the dark doesn't. Yeah, the dark doesn't really bother me. But anyway, but more, 
more than anything this year, I've because of the house, because mm. we started trying to move and buy a house and, and sell a house mm. in January this year. Jeez. And it's really not... We, there have been it's not as if it's just taken a long time mm. there have been lots of false starts and lots of problems with that and it's been difficult to plan like for example the last few years I've very much been gardening lots you have and this year because mm. it looked like we weren't going to be in a house I didn't bother doing anything mm-hmm. so I gardened in a state and I feel that that's reflective of my sense mm-hmm. of well-being at yeah. a certain amount mm-hmm. and um and although we got pregnant and we're pregnant and that's lovely and, and, and we have a baby due in March, which is definitely a good thing. And it's been a lovely time with Noah. And we, uh, we launched a, 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 we launched a podcast or relaunched a podcast. I've been quite happy with how that's going. Um, although obviously there are frustrations with like all work and with all projects and stuff like that. There are mm-hmm. always sort of things that aren't going as quickly as you'd hope. Um, in terms of all of the big stuff, like I haven't really written anything this year or anything. Mm. I found it very difficult to plan anything mm-hmm. major because just uh, put your life on hold. Yeah, right? we, mm. the, knowing we're going to be moving soon is, is is that is putting life on hold, and um, and it finally seems to be happening. But one thing that I realised in the last couple of weeks, well, no, actually, one thing I just realised this afternoon is, um. In the last few days, we've had to sort out our, our mortgage, mm-hmm. and we've also had uh, surveyors come around to look sure. at our house. Um, and I don't think you can help, especially when you own a house, but even if you're just like renting mm-hmm. a house, not just, that sounds like a value judgment, you know what I mean. Um, if you're living in a house for a really long time and you've got any amount of say of what it's like, mm. of how it's decorated mm-hmm. and, and how you arrange stuff in there, it it becomes like a reflection of yourself a little bit yeah, or a lot really. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think the, the surveyor part as, as what, what happens when you sell a house and not, and this sounds daft. I don't mean to be condescending, but not all of our listeners will have gone, not all of our listener will have gone through this necessarily. But two things happen when you sort out your mortgage, unless you're very, very rich you normally have to get life insurance. I mean, I assume everyone has to actually. You have to get life yeah. insurance to, especially if there are two of you, mm-hmm. so that the bank knows mm-hmm. that if you die, mm. there's going to be a payout. They're still going to get yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the loan back. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, after everyone's decided what they're going to spend on the houses, and this is a vital part of the process, mm-hmm. and I'm very glad this is in place on, in, in the terms of us buying a mm-hmm. place, you have to send a survey around. I think it's normally the bank. You have to do it for the bank, but you mm-hmm. can do it for your own peace of mind as yeah. well. Where they send a survey around, uh, you can pay for varying levels of survey where they mm-hmm. look at the house uh, that you're buying and look at all of the fittings and the structure and all of that and try and uh, uh, and work out what it's actually worth. Again, it's, it's very mm-hmm. much tied into the mortgage, but it, in a lot of ways that means it's also mm-hmm. tied into how much someone's going to spend on your house. Did, even they, though- did they take note of the work you did on the uh, toilet system? <laughs> of course, of course, that was new. Did you go up there and go, that's new, I did that? Yeah, I fixed that. Yeah, yeah. no, I didn't actually. I should have. No. I wasn't there for the, the no. main one. I wouldn't um, want to be there either. I'd feel shame. Well, and Amy was there, and I think mm. she, she coped okay with it. But yeah, they came around and, and valued her house, and the, I, 
I was quite confident about a house when we mm. were first selling it a year ago, but it's a hundred year old house. Mm -hmm. So things start to deteriorate. Mm. And I personally, I'm 41. Mm -hmm. I, can I, I think I've been relating to that a little mm -hmm. bit too much. It's like every time a tap starts not mm -hmm. quite working as well or something mm. goes mm. and we're not going to replace it because, well, we're, we're about to sell it yeah or 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 stuff like that you feel like every new thing that goes mm -hmm. suddenly has greater meaning and also when the surveyor comes around there's also the slight fear well our finances are mm -hmm. such that we can't afford to drop a, a penny off yeah, the price yeah. or anything like that mm -hmm. so so there's the actual financial tension but there's also this feeling that this place that you've lived in for the last four years is being audited and judged yeah and then at the same time you're having to do your life insurance, mm -hmm. which has some very searching questions in it. Mm -hmm. In my case, uh, a lot of the questions, we, we failed a little bit on a lot of the questions mm -hmm. about my dad because, of course, they ask you a bunch of questions mm -hmm. about, um, about your immediate family and mm -hmm. whether certain things happened before they were 60. Yeah. And in my dad's case, the fact that he's had heart condition, a heart condition before he mm -hmm. was 60, um, means that we have to pay an extra eight pound a month or something mm -hmm. like that because it, it means that I, I might and so on on the one hand that's annoying because it's an extra eight pounds a month but on the other hand it's like it's about me yeah the people whose job it is to work out how fit you are long term have taken a look at all the information they've gathered about me and have decided that maybe i'm a little bit more risky than i could mm -hmm. have been and I can't argue because they ask me how much I weigh. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I know mm. I probably weigh more than I'm supposed to. Oh, yeah. So in the last couple of weeks, it's like all of these, there's been all this judgment, mm -hmm. this external judgment yeah. coming in. And I can't, uh, and people might say, oh, yeah, but that's just, it's just money people. They don't count. But the truth is everything they will have spotted mm. is a genuine thing that I will have spotted myself. Yeah, for sure. This time, I, it's sort of relevant stuff we've talked about before. And we'll talk about it again and probably we'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, this time, at least, I didn't have to worry about – they ask you a question – they ask you questions about mental health. Mm -hmm. And last uh, – and it's kind of have you had to take a period of time mm. off in the last 10 years – uh, it puts you in quite a high risk mm -hmm. category. Even if – even if, you know, it That's was – That's bullshit So I don't pay out for suicide. No, well, no, exactly. But I mean, it's uh, even if it's like um, anxiety or it's something that you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I, I don't think it's about suicide. I think it's that unhappy people don't last as long. Yeah, that's true. I think it just seems longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that's the payoff, though, isn't yeah, it? It yeah. just it seems like a lot, yeah. lot longer. Yeah, you're uh, unhappy, but you feel like you've lived twice as long as everyone else, which a, is great. A James or a Nick here isn't quite as long as a as a dog year, but it's no, getting, it's getting up there. there. Yeah, um, I'm actually 85 now. Yeah, mm. the sadder looking a dog is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor old basset hounds. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, I should get one of those. The uh, if you got a little black one, it'd literally be yeah, a sad black dog. We've got our own little black, sad little. Yours is a cockhound, isn't it? Yeah, she's a cockhound. Um, so it's. It, I think that I don't think that's helping with the winter thing. I, no. I, I think normally I'm fairly pragmatic about New Year's. I'm like, well, it doesn't really mean anything. Mm. But this year I'm feeling very well. That was a year that in our family we did well, but. In terms of my personal stuff, I feel like I've I've been treading water, and I'm at the age where I shouldn't 
I can't really do that. I shouldn't really be doing that. We talking about talking about mental health actually at some point when I have had a chance to evaluate it properly, we really need to look at my relationship with food at the moment. Oh, okay. You know, I'm not your counsellor, don't you? I'm not, no, but the listener is. Oh, oh, by the way, this is two grown men. <laughs> Fucking hell. Haven't done that. We've just started. Hello? Half an hour? Uh, yeah. Uh, this is two grown men. Uh, hello, listener. We are two grown men. Uh, you can listen to all of our previous episodes at twogrownmen.net or you can find us uh, anywhere where there's internet go onto iTunes or Stitcher or Pocket Casts or we're on SoundCloud now. If you do a search for Two Grown Men, you should be able to find us. If you do like what you hear, please listen to previous episodes. Talk to us online. Uh, I am Nick Sight on Twitter. Um, I am James M-O-M-B, James Momb. And uh, the main uh, Twitter account for this podcast, I think, is 2GM Pod. Cast. Cast. 2GM Podcast. And our email account is 2GMPodcast at gmail.com. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and we've got a Facebook page and stuff like that. Please do talk to us. Mm. We'd like it if you'd rate and review us in all of the places where you can do that. But obviously, we'd like it more if you just talk to us. Yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe not to me, because I, I get anxious. You have your moments. About people talking to me, although I'm not too bad now. But I've, I, I, I like it when people talk to me, but then also it's the obligation of replying and if i'm having a bad day and i don't feel like being witty i feel like this i feel like this um this pressure to 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 be um not erudite but to at least be sort of um moderately humorous when i'm talking to people yeah and i just don't some days i uh, i can't, i've got stuff on i can't i can't do it and then i get angsty about it i it's don't like when people send me emails i don't like it when when friends send me emails is that pointed? Particularly you, Nick. No, no, oh. no, not you. Anyone, because because it just take me because everyone I know um, is is so much more erudite than I am. So when when it comes to replying, I, I just don't, I'm there looking at a blank screen for days on end and then just bail or or send back an email saying lol. <laughs> Very true, isn't it? I never require that you be funny. No, no, James. no. Well, no, you're right. I don't have. I mean, I don't feel that pressure. Anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I don't feel that pressure at oh, well, all. I, I think you need to, to be funny or interesting. I'd, I'd like you to acknowledge your communication privilege. I, uh, I think it's free, isn't it? It's not. It's not like I can only afford to do it because I'm. What's the privilege? Well, you, oh, you mean the ability I, to? I, yeah, you have the ability. I don't. You have privilege. No, I suppose that's true. It is true. It's very, very true. I've also sat and decided I'm never moving bloody house again. I'm, I'm never going to get bloody life insurance. Ever. I, I'm going to have to... Actually, it reminds me, I need to get hold of my insurance company because I've got several changes in my in my, in my my life that I need to inform them about. So Surely they listen to the podcast. I'm going to make your eight pounds look like... Change. Small change. I made the mistake. I was talking to, uh, luckily it was our, our mortgage person who I was talking to rather mm. than any actual insurance person. And they asked the question, have you suffered from anxiety recently? And I said, uh, in the last 10 years. And I said, well, no, I thought I was having anxiety attacks, but actually it was asthma. Did it, did, that's very, that, yeah. And, and that was, uh, that had the added effect of, uh, answering her next question for her which was good because that was one of the questions oh right that's i've got like, there's something on my mind nick like, i need to ask you you finished with the, the house stuff yeah it? yeah sorry um, i talk about it a lot i um i punched my wife last week did you mm. i um i jabbed her twice in the ribs 
Why? Um, little bunny jabs. Um, I was asleep at the time. Oh. Um, I was having a dream. <laughs> I was having a dream. Took a turn. This was, podcast did for a minute. I was there. having a dream that I was working. I can remember it quite well. I was working with four men, uh, mm-hmm. and we had um, a child's buggy mm-hmm. that we had to attach um, right at the base of each of the the, the legs. Um, we had to attach uh, clips and umbrellas. So a clip to hold the umbrella. And uh, we were working in two teams. It was quite competitive. Um, there, were, there were two working on the front of the buggy uh, and me and a, a companion working on the back. Like that programme with Robert Llewellyn? I guess. Uh, Scrap Heap Challenge. Scrap Heap Challenge, yeah. Yeah, very similar to it in many ways, except it was nothing like it. Because <laughs> I think this is all taking place underneath Scarlett's bed. Oh, Scarlett, were you all small? I don't know. Scarlett has a cabin bed, you mm. see. So, you know, we were crouched down. So I think we were doing it under Scarlett's bed. And um, we were racing a bit and I was struggling. I, I, I thought I'd got it in and I got the umbrella the wrong way up. So I was being admonished by my teammate. And then um, the other team had done it and they started crowing. Right. That's and, not and attractive I, on I anyone. Was, I was already stressed out. I was getting very anxious that I hadn't completed the task correctly. It's all getting a bit too much for me. I, I got stressed out and a fight broke out. Mm-hmm under my daughter's bed, um, and I, I started throwing jabs at his bread basket. Oh. Woke up, realised that I'm hitting my wife in the bread oh basket. Oh, my goodness. And I just about, I think I hit her twice, managed to hold back the third one, but initially as I'm waking up, I thought I'd hit Scarlet to start with because I thought Scarlet was in bed. It was. It was. How a hard were you hitting? Um, I, I, I was. Well, you're not really restraining yourself when no, you're sleeping, are you? No, not at all. So, I mean, she got a couple of blows. Did she wake up? Yeah, she woke up. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't best pleased. She was very nice about it because I was kind of freaked out. I felt awful. You're not very vi- You're not very violent generally. Though, no, have I you ever d- been in a fight? Um, not really. Even though you worked in a kitchen for all that time, um, I've. Uh, uh, I've been in fights, but I usually sort of end up getting knocked over on my bum and people move on because they realise that I'm not really... got held in a, a bush by my throat by a biker once. Oh, I've, I mean, I've been attacked. Yeah, but I've never... I've never really been in a fight. The last, the last fight I had, I was about 13, cut the guy's lip and just stopped fighting after I cut his lip. So I went, you've cut your lip as he rained blows upon me. But um, that's fine. I've never thrown a, I've never thrown a punch, I don't think. Mm. I've been hit a few times, probably surprising no one, but... Um, Least of all I. Yeah. No, oh gosh, I bet you feel awful. I do, I still feel quite bad about it now, I don't really know what to do about it, because I know it's my subconscious mind that did it, and it was just Nicola's misfortune to be in the way, but he's like, oh, I've hit my wife, I feel dreadful about it, I'm, I'm very fond of Nicola, I really don't want to hit her at all. That's like that, and I really can't remember if this is something that's happened with Amy and I or if it's just a story I've heard about mm. so many other people's partners. It's almost a uniquely female thing, I think. Mm. But where the partner has mm. dreamed that the male partner was having an affair mm. or, or something and then has woken up and yeah. hit them, yeah. which I just find, I mean, on the one hand, you can't really be mm. blamed for something that happened while you were asleep. But on the other hand, it's like, I'm, I mean, I bet you feel awful. I'm giving you five seconds after you wake up. After those five seconds, it's just plain old assault. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't the only one this happened to. There's a, a, a colleague in my office who had a, I believe it's called a rhinoplasty, isn't it? A, a nose job. She wasn't happy mm-hmm. with the way her nose looks, so she decided to, it's very subtle, but it's very well done. She doesn't look at all ridiculous. She looks very nice, actually. Okay, does um, she listen? 
No. Okay, so you're actually being genuine about that. Yeah, then. no. Okay. It, it, it doesn't look silly at all. It's good. And um, she, her husband headbutted her on the bridge of the nose in his sleep. Oh. Um, and she spent almost the entirety of last week checking her nose every five minutes with her hand to see if it's still there. That'd be ironic, wouldn't it? Blowing a couple of grand on getting a nose job and then just after it settles, your, has, your, your partner breaks it. So you end up with a rugby player's nose. That'd, that'd suck. Yeah. I'm sorry if that's, um, I'm being um, rugby player normative there. No, well, maybe. Mm. The, um, in relation to sleep, we have been catching up on CSI because we've run out of episodes of other stuff to watch, so we've been catching up on have CSI. You, have you tried watching Getting Dug With High? No. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, with Ted Danson, and I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying it, and we, we've been really enjoying the episodes we've been watching. You'd like it. Dan Harmon's been on it twice. Okay. Maybe I'll listen to it. I listen you, to a lot of podcasts, watch, James. Watch it. It's a YouTube program. Well, I'm even less likely to watch it. Oh, it's good. You should watch it. Uh, so stop watching all of these mainstream programs. Get with it, Daddy. Get with us, hip kids, Daddy O. Get on YouTube. That's where the cool kids are all hanging out now. So we've been, we've been catching up on CSI, and we watch a lot of murder shows anyway. So mainstream. Because we find murder shows quite relaxing for some reason, and uh, the uh, and really easy to check into and stuff. And But there's this thing in murder shows mm. where, well, just in murder in general, mm. actually, in, in murder investigations, they always look at the partner. The, the main suspect is always the husband. If it's a woman who dies... Well, statistically, you'll... Yeah. You'll, yeah. So uh, statistically it is, as, as Louis C.K., uh, puts it in a very funny and also upsetting routine, which I will probably link to if I can find it. He basically says that women are... He doesn't know why any woman would ever talk to a man because we are the number one reason yeah. why... Yeah, yeah. Like, the number one reason uh, why they die. He mm. makes it funny, though. Um, and uh, so anyway, yeah, so the husband is the... The, the partner is the uh, number one suspect always. Yeah. And um, we've watched a few of these shows, and what's happened in our house is where Amy's uh, quite heavily pregnant now, and she's been having trouble with – she's been very tired because being pregnant with a toddler in the house is mm. apparently harder than being pregnant without a toddler in the house. I find that very hard to believe. So she's she's been struggling, and my snoring has always kind of – been an issue mm. but normally she has earplugs and so it, we've got this difficult situation where i snore and she's a very light sleeper so it's not a great combination You're a great match yeah so i mean in, in all other ways yes but not in this one and in and in all other ways uh, but so um so we, uh we <laughs> take my wife please that's, that, not, that's I, very good i love her she's awesome but the um the so Recently, I've been sleeping on the sofa downstairs quite a lot. There's nothing wrong. No, but it's going to make you feel tired. I always feel more tired if I sleep on the sofa. And our sofa isn't comfortable. I'm normally all right on sofas Mm. because I'm quite short, but, like, our sofa's not comfortable. Um, So I've been sleeping on the sofa, and it's got to the point, after a couple of weeks of Mm. this, we just started leaving my blankets and sleeping bag and stuff downstairs on the Mm. side. Mm. Uh, rather than taking them upstairs and sorting them out every single time, mm-hmm. so we figure, okay, once uh, once the baby's here, I'll yeah. I'll be back in the room and stuff because sleep's going to be off the table off yeah. the table at that point anyway. Um, and so Amy just turned to me midway through one of these shows and said, "If I get mur- murdered, you're in so much trouble." 
Nice. Because the first thing that's going to happen, I mean, uh, uh, if I if Amy gets murdered, I'm in so much trouble anyway because I just don't know where anything is. Yeah. In the house. But the first thing that investigators would see when they came mm. round would be evidence that I've been sleeping on the sofa for the last several months. You've just hit on something there, you know, that worries me. It's not, it's not murder. It's like, obviously, because I'm quite anxious and I worry about things, I, I often worry about what would happen if, if, if Nicola died because mm. she is the rock upon which my, my life is anchored. Mm-hmm. But I also realise that should anything happen to her, I, I really genuinely, literally don't know where anything is so like even like i wouldn't know like our bank account no i couldn't get into that yeah she because i'm such a a child man she takes care of all of our finances i don't know where the insurance documents are the mortgage documents anything i don't know where it is i know exactly what you mean i mean luckily for her i am almost certainly going to go before she yeah that's true well what uh well luckily for you really sounds like no, I meant it. Luckily for her, but the um, she'll get at least twenty years apiece at the end, and the mortgage will get paid off. Exactly. God, she'll be on easy street. Yeah, doesn't have to put up with me. No mortgage. Brilliant. Lucky her. And she already knows where everything is. Although she's stuffed for the washing up, mate. What What's confusing about that for me is you don't have experience of this, but I was oh. single oh. for okay. most of the time on balance. Most is, of the time is until man I met. Privilege, until I met Amy in my mid-30s, mm-hmm. I'd been single more than I hadn't been single. Okay. And so there was definitely a really long period of time where I knew where all of this stuff was. Yeah. And I could work out what to eat. And mm. we have definitely talked about this before. Uh, I, I could, if left to my own devices on an evening, mm. I could think of something really tasty to eat and make myself something really nice. I was a better cook. Than Amy. Actually, when I, say, Nick, I think I'm the better cook. Well, no, you're a better cook than me, but I was a better cook than Amy when we mm. met each other, and that's completely changed. So now, if she's away for a couple of days, I'm literally eating pasta and cheese. Wow. <laughs> the whole time. That's incredible. Uh, I got accused today of uh, not being, not, not playing games. Somebody, uh, I, I said that my, I said on Twitter, that my biggest uh, confusion about Gamergate, mm. setting aside all of the misogyny and all of the nonsense, my biggest confusion is I don't understand what the stakes are because if you take what they say, and I don't want to get into a whole huge thing about it, but Please. If, you take, if you take what the Gamergate people say mm. at face value, mm-hmm. and I think for a lot of people this is actually they are trying to take this at face value because I've seen people get worked up about much more stupid things. Um then they're talking about how game journalism is ethically compromised by all of the game people and the developer people knowing each other because that's what they've expanded out from with the misogyny that that game developers and game that there are that there's back scratching and back patting which on the one hand is basically how journalism in the entertainment industry has always worked anyway but i just don't understand these are people who live on the internet and who came out of 4chan, which is a very it, – it's all about the democratic nature. of It's all about anonymity and the, the nature of the internet and and they exist solely on the internet pretty much. So if anyone's going to understand the real power of the internet, which is if you don't like what a particular organization is saying or doing, you just 
go and find another one that you do like or you fucking start one mm. so I was like if you don't like I don't that's what I don't understand the smart people and I think there are smart people who genuinely do believe that the that game journalism is ethically compromised mm-hmm. I don't understand why they think that the the solution to that is to harangue the people that they think are already mm-hmm. corrupt rather than just going and finding someone else that mm-hmm. they do like the sound of like actual journalism is way more corrupt than game journalism mm-hmm. so i said this and someone basically said well you obviously don't play you obviously don't play video games otherwise you 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 know you'd know what you're talking about or something and i was like yeah no that's right i don't i don't play video games which is good because that means i haven't spent as much of my money and as much of my time this year just mindlessly playing the same video games over and over without really enjoying them that much. Oh, I spent a month mindlessly playing um, uh, Empire Total War, so That's... I've definitely got stakes in this. In this, uh, it's, it's, it's a new industry with a, um, a journalism industry that's built up around it that mostly would – obviously there would have been fans mm-hmm. – and it would have been quite incestuous, I imagine, to start with. They'd start making a little bit like we do on our other podcast where we talk about people in the industry that we're friends with, that we've yeah. met through our – and that's kind of how it started. It's all still evolving. So the the journalism around games still needs to perfect itself because it's born out of, of fanzines and, if you like, you know, and, mm. and fan sites. So it's – it's the way that it's grown organically, and I totally agree. There are, in terms of uh, the state of real journalism, in inverted commas, there's a lot more to worry about there. I, 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 quite easy to see that sexism in gaming is 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 very apparent and something that needs sorting. But I, I think the the industry, in terms of it being incestuous, it, well, it's going to have an element of that because. These people have made connections, and generally, when you make connections with people within the industry that you're passionate about, you tend to start developing relationships with them. Yeah. Don't you? The thing about it is, is it's the biggest industry. I, by, by the way, I should caveat that by saying I really haven't been full. I no. understand GamerGate in terms of I've read a couple of articles about what it's about. I do not understand the issues in depth. It looks very horrible to me. You understand? But I've, I've chosen not to immerse myself in it. You understand truthers, right? Yes, yes. And the Tea Party. Yeah, absolutely. And you understand Anonymous a little bit. Mm. Uh, you understand that the left and the right mm-hmm. don't get on. Is that right? Yeah, it's basically, you, you do under, you do, you mm-hmm. basically, if you read it. Well, I understand polarization. Yeah, if but... you look, if you looked into it, you'd mm-hmm. recognize everything that's yeah. happening from somewhere else. But it's, the thing I, the thing I'm I've just said. I'm away from it. That's the thing I've said a few times is I just, I, I, I large, I largely come down on the anti-gamergate mm. side, but actually, I don't, I, I don't like the harassment mm-hmm. that happens. People keep saying, "Well, actually, there's as much harassment on the other side," but mm. then they don't give you examples. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't generally think that harassment is good. So, mm. if there is just as much harassment on either side, that's fine. I find it very easy to believe yeah, yeah. that the left. Mm. would be as obnoxious as the right. I don't think the left would be as organised as the right, though. No, the left never organised. Yeah, probably. so it's sort of so. Actually, I think it'd be less targeted and, and less obnoxious because we're all allowed to have our own opinions on things, so we all get fragmented and think yeah. everyone else is a wanker. Uh, certainly, I the, certainly do. I hate the left, and I'm really left. Certainly, certainly, though, of the people who've been reacting mm. to me, trying to explain to me what's going on, mm. the right have been the ones. The 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 pro gamergate people have been 
the less coherent the one they've been the ones who've been setting my paranoia mm. not my personal paranoia but yeah. in the past mm. when i've written stuff uh on my personal blog about prostitution not my personal prostitution but about things i'd read about that or mm-hmm. whatever i've had uh uh particularly particular fringe group feminists and i've had people on the left mm. come out of nowhere and mm-hmm. be weird at me right several times sure okay uh, not naming any names but emma kennedy as well did, did this to me too so it's i sort quite of, enjoyed your spat with emma kennedy um, so she it, really took you to town it was funny yeah i'm a big emma kennedy fan now yeah so uh <laughs> so it's not uh, i seem to i seem to be able to get into fights with both sides but the side that sounds the most mm. paranoid to me the side that keeps say making veiled yeah. statements about big shadowy things that are mm. happening and don't i understand the threat mm. sound Sound the odder. They're the side. I'm less likely to align myself with them because they sound a, a little bit paranoid and and mad. You should avoid the paranoid. Yeah, and is that a reference to something? Yeah, a t-shirt I own. Okay, and also they should. Uh, and also, there's just this like the internet. Just mm. make your own thing. Mm. You don't have to go to IGN mm. or Rock Paper Shotgun or anyone like that. Make your own thing. Yeah. It's the fucking internet. I, I, it's not. It's not like one game that five people played and ten people wrote about. Well, six, six or seven years ago, I I couldn't find. I couldn't settle on a comic book website that I really really liked. Um, so I started one with some friends. I ruined that though, didn't I? Yeah, you pretty much fucked that up. But um. But yeah, I, I, I did it, and I'm the least motivated man in mm. the world. And I didn't really have a problem with comics journalism, just I felt that there wasn't sort of a, a, a necessarily a site that was reflecting the way that I um, absorbed comics the way I enjoyed them. So I just wanted to do something to reflect my view of the world and the medium. It's also, it's also crazy. Mm. And, and like, it's very similar to comics, actually. Mm. It's just that people there's actually money in video games do you think there's a lot of jealousy involved in this sometimes as well when people get very upset with the very big sites because it's very easy as um i think it's sometimes from my point of view it's not difficult to get a little bit green-eyed um sites and so forth that have become a success since we got going Mm. do you think do you think that there's a jealousy element that maybe people would like to try it themselves but they feel that these people have cornered the market rather than being, which is the more peaceful, the more healthy way maybe of looking at it is do your own thing and don't worry about what other people are doing regardless of their frigging audience. No, no. I don't think, I don't think these are triers oh, okay. really. I, I think they're, I think they're players. I Can, think that to be honest, mm. and I've seen, I've known a couple of people. Um, I, I've had conversations with a couple of people where we've got really tangled up in this mm. because they've only been, they're much more, they identify more as gamers mm. than I do. You, gamers. Uh, we found another word that makes you go very West Country. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Uh, but they identify much more as gamers than me. They're much right. more, they're playing the more recent games. They get more excited about mm. new stuff that's coming out. I don't. I don't not get excited about new games that are coming out because I'm not interested in games. I don't get excited about them because they're basically the same games over. But anyway, I, now that's interesting. I no longer get excited about games coming out, whereas I used to get mm. very excited about them. I just feel I'm getting. There's very little in terms of entertainment 
that interests me anymore. I don't get excited about films. I'm like I'm looking forward to Star Wars next year, but I don't think you could colour me excited. You've given up on life a little bit though, haven't you? Yeah, that's true enough. Actually, I'm not a really good example. But so, actually, I haven't. I feel much better at the moment. I, I'm the opposite. I feel like I'm embracing it again, Nick. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so but I've I've had a couple of friends who have thought that it was about different things because there are there is this there is this feeling there is this feeling that mm. people have mm. uh, that and people in comics feel this as well mm. all the time and not just misogynists. <laughs> Mm. Um, and not just stupid people, mm. but there's this feeling that that they are being that their identity is somehow being criticised, you know, because they mm-hmm. identify as gamers, mm-hmm. and so do the people who are doing awful it, things. It's difficult. So it, they keep hearing about mm. how gamers are awful, and it's kind of, uh, uh, but but actually, I think I misled things ever so slightly. By um, so 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 there are there are some people who I I think just think I just want to play games. I don't. Why does it have to be political? There's definitely that going on a little mm. bit as well. And those people, of course, end up being politicized because they feel they're being forced into mm. having to care. I misled things a little bit by talking about big websites, though. I think mm. most of this, and this is something that drives me wild. Mm. It's literally. The, the the core of all of this mm-hmm. gathers around these two or three mm. little things mm-hmm. depression quest which not very many people played mm-hmm. and 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 a few more people talked about mm-hmm. there's like this this very small amount of quite left leaning journalists mm-hmm. video game journalists but there aren't a lot of them and they're mm-hmm. not writing for most of them have started up like rock paper rock paper shotgun mm. has very left leaning uh, writers, mm. but generally speaking, the video game journalism is still mostly people talking about kill counts on Call of Duty, or do you know what I mean? It's which is legitimate. That's, that's still the big part mm. of the audience. They still get the big part of the the uh, media. They're mm. still getting excited and doing puff mm-hmm. pieces on the next game, uh, GTA game, before it comes out and stuff like that. Mm. So it is actually ridiculous because it's only this tiny little area that's getting all of this attention it's the equivalent of uh, people getting bent out of shape because we're friends with martin eden so we talk about the omen a little don't bit. tell people that that's a bit inside baseball isn't it look there's a little there's a little man in a green suit pulling levers now oh my god next we're after a reveal that we're friends with david Wynn, and that's why we talk about him so much not he because he's reason, super talented here's the reason why most of the people who who listen to us listen those <laughs> i love him though i think he's great i was talking about um i think i think a lot about uh, there's a lot of aspects to um gay culture that I think I find appealing and I also I can understand there are men that I find attractive yeah um and I definitely have a type um it's a bear I, it's I was a going through yeah I mean a big sort of bikery bear so I mean Dave Wynn is is right in the in straight in the middle of my sort of Venn diagram of um like were I to be a gay man which unfortunately I don't think I'm I'm going to be able to at this point <laughs> But you can be whatever you want to be. No, James. because I just I don't like the idea. I, I I like I like so much about about it. Apart from the idea of actually having to touch another man's um, junk, that's the bit that really. So I'd, I'd have to be asexual. I I it don't would be a cuddling relationship only. Yeah, I don't really like mine, so I don't know why. Mm. 
Well, I, I, you, over the over the course of forty one years, mm-hmm. I am trying to yeah. to my I, I'm trying to improve my relationship with my own penis. But um, I definitely think you could probably describe me as like bi curious, mm. but not sure. You know, I, I like the look of the swimming pool. I'm really not sure I want to get into it. I think you'd have to have a at this stage you'd have to be dabbling in a polyamory or something as because it's not mm. like you and Nicola are, you're quite happy with your relationship. Oh no, I'm very I'm, I'm, I, I'm so. very happy with my life partner. Intend to spend the rest of my life with her. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think either of us really want to get into polyamorous relationships at the moment. Although the other day I was thinking, no, never mind. Do you know that was a that was a thought? I was genuinely having a thought that was along those lines, but it's so deeply personal. I'm not sure I can share it with you. I think uh, I tweeted about this in the week. I think people might be surprised at uh, at the fact that we actually self censor. Yeah, but I do sometimes yeah, I more do. and more these days. Apparently, one of my wife's students yeah, listens okay, to the other to, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Now the other day I was, I was lying there and, and Nicky was being kind and I was thinking how it would be quite sexy if there was another man involved. Being kind? Yeah, it's a euphemism for um, flasher. All right, okay. Mm. If there was another man involved. Mm. I um, I don't know. I mean, that's interesting. You like men who are even bigger than you. Mm. I like slight men. Mm. Like um, our friend John? No, no, I I like... Uh, I quite like tomboys. Girls-wise, I quite like tomboys. And I mean, this is very gender normative. But they're, um, and it's, but it's they're, kind of they're ladies. Yeah, yeah. What sort of man do you but like? But it's, it's feminine men. Yeah, but very uh, slight give feminine me an men. example. I can't picture a slight feminine man. Give me, like, Larry Grayson? No. John Ingman? Just uh, pretty men. Men with nice, pretty faces. Philip Schofield? And, and breasts. I think I like transsexuals. I think that's what I like. Oh, yeah, no, that's always fascinating. Trying to think of uh, Joey from Friends. No, not Joey from Friends. Maybe Chandler. No, that would be too much like uh, Twincest. Um, I I associate him. I I feel too much like uh, uh, Adam Buxton. But he's a little hairy man. Not always. He's a little he's, hairy man like you. Shaven, he's what you're saying is what you're attracted to is yourself. You're, you really are the most narcissistic devil I know. Maybe. Do you? Um, how often, on average, do you masturbate in front of the mirror? Uh, ha- hardly ever, but that's because of my tummy. I don't like it. I thought you were going to say it's because we don't take a t- uh, daily newspaper. Also, <laughs> also Actually, my don't... first masturbatory experiences, I think, involved the daily mirror. I think I'm playing with my nipples. Are you? Oh, yeah, they're kind of sticking out. This is getting a bit too hot for you. I think... You can do what you like. Much as I love you, you're not my type, darling. I think it's time for us to go. We clearly need to explore some stuff. Let's, Was there anything you wanted to talk about? Let's go and have a shower together. I, um, this Is this going to be the last one before Christmas, or are we going to do one? I, I've got some ideas for next week if we do one next week. We can do one next week? Cool. But I won't talk to you. I'll talk to you off the... I have a conversation that we're not recording. Okay, I uh, I asked them. I actually posted to the mailing list last week, and I asked the mailing list mm. uh, when they, uh, under what cir- circumstances people normally read the mailing list, what technology they mm. use, whereabouts they are. I would like to know where and when and how the listener listens to this podcast. So, um, if because you know, do people do people 
gather a whole bunch of them together do or listen, do they listen to it on a bus do you go to your, your local town hall and there's a group of two to three hundred of you listening to this listening any to one the time podcast, or is it like if you've got one of those big old box radios that sit on the wall of your school and your teacher struggles to tune into school's radio yeah for assembly in the mornings yeah. rather than prayers yeah assembly's going to be an hour this morning because we're listening to the later well it'd be every, mm. once a week wouldn't it every tuesday and did everyone in the room when i said i think i might be a little bit by curious got a fucking knew it <laughs> uh so uh, yeah so email us about that or there is actually uh, on the website there's a little on the left hand side there's a a little button you can press and you can leave us a voicemail nobody ever has it'd be interesting no you've left one I left one, yeah. Can I say, accident. before we go as well, can I just say that um, if any Dave wins out there were um, embarrassed or upset by any of my comments, I'm sorry, I really do care about you very deeply, but... I think that was kind um, of what... Not, not, I, don't, I don't want you to feel like I'm coming on too heavy. No, that'd be... Uh, we don't want to make uh, yeah. anyone feel sexually threatened. No. It's <sighs> good, a good place to leave it as any, really, yeah, isn't I it? so, probably. I, I ought to go home and rethink my life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, James. Bye-bye. <laughs>